It's the Loudmead Talking Points podcast. We're on our way to Navin. Hopefully it went well. This coverage brought to you by Specsavers Drogheda. Come on, Loud. Let's make it happen. Here we go. So, traffic is a nightmare in Slane, straight up, straight off the bat, so not a good start. Getting a bad feeling all day, all week about this game. Couple of injury hits, we'll prob- probably explain as I go on, but if you've signed up and if you are a subscriber, you would have got that breaking news um, instantly with uh, with that membership on Patreon. But um, yeah, so a lot of things adding up to and uh, not being a great day, just Double things, even leave my phone in and it not charged because it wasn't connected properly. Those little things just adding up today, not um, not what would you say foreseeing a good day in one of those days, and hopefully it doesn't play out like that despite the injuries and what have you as well, and the traffic and slaying, and those bad feelings that I had, those um, spidey senses that was tingling, all came to pass. Like this traffic in Slane. Um, just wasn't to be. You're going to hear um, matchups. Then you're going to hear from Jay Brennan, his reaction. Then we get the flow of the game. Then we hear from Colin O'Rourke. Then I'm going to give you my uh, chat with Darren Frell from RTE. And then I'm going to give you your talking points. If you signed up, you're going to get the whole 50. If not, you'll get one. And then. If you have the sign up, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud, you will hear your talking points. You go through your talking points that you sent in as well, discussed also. And yeah, look, there's plenty to go into. It's just, I'm just sick. Absolutely sick. Uh, I knew it was coming, but still, I couldn't help but figure that when we go four points up, oh, this could be a day. Um, the talk, sorry, the matchups. McKenney picked up Rory Kinsler, kept them fairly quiet, kept Kinsler uh, off the field. Dermot Campbell did a great job on um, Dermot Costello. Who's Dermot Costello? Is he a rugby player? Um, um, Costello, ever the full forward for me, he got the goal. We'll talk about that in a second. And Peter Lynch left full on um, Walsh. Right half, Kieran Murphy was in Jack O'Connor. Anthony Williams was on own frame. Then uh, Colin McKeever came in left half. For the injured Craig Lynch, he picked up Dahi McGowan. Conor Early and Roland Jones had a ding dong battle. Key McBride and Tommy Dorner got to know each other fairly well. Coffee picked up Mattis. Uh, Dara Campion kind of swapped in and out with Kyogan on Kiki Keenan. Right half, Kieran Caulfield was on Conor Grimes. Then Mur- Michael Murphy picked up Bornsey. Adam O'Neill picked up Sam Murray, which you mentioned that. I mentioned that during the week on the reaction to the Mead Team's podcast. To, sorry, to the Mead name team, a Rourke name of the team, and Alf Galligan's name of his team. And once he does, once his manager's named the team, I'm able to pick, pick it apart and see who the matchups were going to be. And all the matchups more or less played out as the, as they would, um, with Kyogen going on, uh, Kieran Downey as well. So. Oh, yeah, there's loads to talk about. I'm kind of brace myself, I'm kind of delaying the inevitable by, um, you'll hear from Jer Brennan now, first of all. I come almost so the result of the finish with a couple of late goal opportunities, but your overall reflection on, on the defeat? I thought that first half and the first maybe 
five, seven minutes of the second half, I thought uh, we, we kind of controlled the majority of it column, albeit the first half. That probably shot the score ratio uh, was at 40%, which is, again, you need to be trying to get that up into the high 50s, uh, low 60s to be dominating most games. But that said, uh, the guys worked really hard and quite smartly within that period. Um, went in at half time had a look at how we might uh, try to improve things uh, we did mention that there was a bit of a win there uh, as well but again psychologically you don't want to be going to getting uh, caught with that kind of thinking too but very happy with how we, we started the second half and two great scores from Ryan Burns uh, I think we went four up and then we didn't score then for about, for about 20 minutes uh, me just kind of reckless abandonment just really pushed up and really squeezed us now they ran hard at us we probably didn't have an out ball when we were in possession uh, for the ball carrier and on occasion when the ball carrier did get the ball to the man we didn't have uh, a support runner there to uh, to give him a bit of a dig out and I guess we just lost all sort of shape and uh, all, all sort of semblance of how we had played in the in the in minutes zero to probably 40 mm, Very uncharacteristic that second half when you took the four point lead there really only looked to be one winner at that stage I know there was still a long way to play but the way you went out of the game you just had no answers when Mead came at you No and that's that's kind of disappointing that Mead's purple patch just continued and continued and continued and that we, we, we really needed to uh, get a point on the board for ourselves column and, and look at ultimately um, it didn't happen what's great about the, the, the players they're a very very honest bunch and they're they're really hurting inside. They're 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 disappointed that we didn't come away with the with the two points win, and 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 we'll have to have an honest reflection um, on that part of the game on Tuesday uh, at Tuesday's training session. But that that last twenty five or half hour, that's not something that we've become used to or accustomed to with this low team. Uh, really, you know, the, the way you went out of the game, it's it's not something that's been happening uh, really. Yeah, it's, it, and it's something we'd have to look at them, look at the video analysis, uh, get a bit of feedback from the players, and. Again, uh, they're an honest bunch, hard-working group of guys, and between themselves and management, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, try to identify uh, when those moments do occur in games, which they do happen to the nature of sport, how can we kind of re-rest control and, and get ourselves back into the match. Well, Matthew Costello rattled the back of the net, um, that luck game over, but there was still still time for more drama, and uh, Tom Jackson, what, what, a, what a finish. Yeah, super finish from Tom, uh, to be fair to him. Uh, he's worked really hard now behind the scenes to try and get himself up to... Uh, match pace and and uh, um, what a, what a, an incredible uh, finish! I, I think we have four, maybe five other goal chances over the course of seventy minutes, and if we're sneaking in one or two of them. Um, I could be sitting here with a, a different complexion altogether. Mm. And the cold of the day, when you do look back, those earlier goal chances that you missed, some in the first half, one that was cleared off the line, the second half, they've come back to bite you. But yeah, they have. It's as simple as that. Yeah, they have. Mm. So you know, what? Still one victory on the on the board. Uh, it's not going to obviously get any uh, easier. How do you reflect now in terms of the the table now after today's it, result? It, look, the beauty of the Allianz leagues, uh, Colin. There's not much uh, rest to be to, to be dwelling or getting down yourself. You have to just again have a look at the evidence of uh, of the uh, the video to see how things can be turned around in a very short period. Going into a home match now against Cavan, who are certainly on the up. Uh, probably could have got points away uh, to Donegal uh, when they played them. So again, look at their their flying it, and we know that we'll have to come out fighting and swinging uh, in in um, RD Sunday uh, this 
to stay weak. A big loss before the game, Craig Lennon, the man who got a crucial goal here in this fixture last year, and he's been really firing on all cylinders. What's the situation with him? He, he just a small tweak in his hamstring, caught him, and we gave him every chance, and he worked hard to try and get it right, but. It would have been risky putting them in today. Could have set them back further, but hopefully see him next week or the week after. And uh, a short turnaround to the next game. A quick opportunity to get this one out of your systems, which might be a good thing. Yes, it is a great thing. You can't dwell too long. Yeah. Do you see going forward? Um, there's a slight reluctance at times for players to pull the trigger. Do you sense that? Maybe overplaying slightly, there probably were a number of opportunities in the first half, especially to get further ahead. Yeah, and, and it's something quite even we, we looked at. Probably in the Armagh game, there was times where we shot a bit too soon, certainly in that first half, and it could have been working a bit closer. Uh, and then today, we, we were bringing it in uh, 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 that bit further when, when maybe the point was probably on at that stage, just to kind of keep the scoreboard ticking over. And yeah, that's something we did touch on at half time, is trying to find that. That kind of thirty yard range. Uh, um, obviously, the goal is on. We do encourage the fellas to to play what they see. Um, but just today, uh, they, they didn't go over. You know, did that thirty minute scoreless period that you ultimately went on? It still wasn't as though Meath were coming relentlessly at you. They just kept chipping away, and you didn't seem to be able to get any coherence. It became ragged. How, yeah. What do you put that down to? Necessarily? I yeah, I, I don't have the answer to that one, but I agree with your description of it. It became kind of ragged. Uh, lost a bit of cohesion. Lost a bit of uh, structure defensively, offensively. Um, uh, on occasion, probably taking too much out of the ball. Um, but then that probably ties in with guys not maybe showing a bit hard harder uh, for the pitch. So there's probably a couple of things that I don't quite uh, know yet, but but certainly when I watch the video, we'll have a better handle on it. In terms of the substitutes, probably in the three matches, maybe they haven't had the impact that you would have hoped. Mm. Do you, do you accept that, or, or it, how can that be addressed? It, it's it's look at it, it's a it's a competitive group. Um, we obviously gave a lot of last game time against Wicklow last week, uh, and fellas putting their hand up for selection. Um, you, 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 I suppose you you make the best decision at the time, Quivian, uh, based on the form we're seeing in training, and tying that in with the experience that fellas have, and uh, there's always a, a bit of hope that that they can be the answer. Uh, it was probably tough to come into a game like that today. It was a real championship I think, atmosphere, certainly the second half uh, as the scoreline became closer and made, came back into it and went ahead. So, so um, look, that's something we probably have to work on as well uh, as a group looking at uh, those guys coming in off the bench. How can we probably help them to uh, get on the ball a bit easier to get themselves into the match? The, the goal chances obviously is what you reflect upon most ruefully. Any hint of a penalty possibly in the second half? Yeah, and I I I don't know because I'm I'm trusting the referee is is is, is calling what he's seen and uh, from where we were, it, it was it was difficult to see it. Um, obviously I'll have a look back at the video analysis. Wherever you guys are sitting in the press box, you probably had a better vantage point uh, to tell me whether it was or it wasn't. But but look, I don't think it was the winning or the losing in it. Um, you know, all the breaks definitely went Mead's way in the second half. And not saying that's down to the ref, that's just down to the momentum swing, the desire and the energy that comes uh, within a match when you're uh, when you have the upper hand, so you can kind of feel it. And uh, um, fair play to me in, in, in sniffing that um, opportunity to turn us over and to to, to to drive a bit of an nail into into loud hearts today. They obviously we mentioned last week about round three. You looked maybe at moving round the Cavan game now. The significance it has not only mm. for survival but potentially Falchon Cup. Yeah, involvement. No, it's a huge game. Yeah, absolutely aware of that, and and, and we'll uh, 
we'll have to be ready for Cavan they're, 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 they're flying it at the moment and, and again probably unlucky not to be uh, sitting on five if not six points on, t- on top of the table and a, a very tight win last night for them in the Parky Cueve so, so um, we're, yeah, we're going to be under pressure uh, going into that game next week any players coming back necessarily that you know for that? There, there's Bevan Duffy rejoined the squad there Liam Jackson rejoined the squad as well so so they just took part of uh, with the warms today they were in under 26 so so uh, they'll be looking to put their names up uh, hands up for selection next week not necessarily any brief injury Darren Connolly uh, not no, a bit to go yeah both guys yeah Darren and, uh, and Dan yeah. yeah thank you thanks lads yeah okay, thanks, thanks man thank cheers thank boys yeah thank you Yeah, so um, Jer gives a, give a give a bit of a boost there with um, Liam Jackson and Bevan Duffy back into the, into the squad. And I'll talk about that later on in the talking points as well. But Jer Jer is kind of he's gonna have a lot of video to study, and it's all up there, and it's great that everyone was watching TG Carr who were who were at the game um, too. But like the flow of the game was a soft free early on gives Costello a chance. To open the scoring, um, but they had an awful lot of pressure on us in that opening quarter. Kiki does level lovely counter attack, but only 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 on the pure brilliance of Sam's block, and it's possibly a black card as well. But I'll talk about that more in a second. In Devaney, Mister Devaney, soon enough. Then Walsh counters. Uh, I think Lynch, Peter Lynch, went up the field and lost the ball, and no one picked him, Walsh up from, and then he counted and he got the score two one. And then in between the second and third point for me, we missed two goal chances, Kiki and Conor Grimes as well. Um, yeah, just killers, absolute killers. Cut them open, um, but you really need to be taking something when you go down the other end. And well, that, just wasn't, well, that just wasn't the case. And just added to that extra layer of inevitability, which was, was gripping all day. Then Jack O'Connor cuts inside off his right foot. And then Conor, uh, Ryan Bournes gets a great score. He had a great game. It was first, the first of four points, two and a half. Um, Brennan again clips the ball out on top of Conor Grimes. Grimes wins it. He wins it for the second one. And then Borgie profits from that as well. Um, in between, Jack O'Connor gets another one um, to make it four. Yeah, that made a four three. That was in between it um, as well. And then. Sam gets a mark, lovely mark, well taken, 24th minute, I made a 4-all, that was twice the sides were levelling, and went 5-all after Conor Early kicks a great point, and Dottie McGowan then copies with a, with a mark himself, but uh, we take the lead just before half time, Sam gets a free, really good really good free, um, we lead 6-5 at half time, and although we were getting the wind, it was just like, oh, inevitability alert again, should we be more ahead, um, and crucially, um, it, we we should have been. So half time comes and goes, and we hit the next three points. I made a five points in a row for Laird. Sam hits a booming free, really good. Then Burns, he just off a Colin McKeever turnover, and it just lashed over. Then his, his fourth point in the forty first minute, just full of confidence, open it up, and then, but they had to make a change, and they did. And that kind of, oh, I think it was Adam McDonald, but the shackles and Burns, he then from that point on. And we just couldn't. We just I, I have a whole load of theories on this. We go four ahead, loads of talking points on this. But you can see them one sixth and no reply. Not score for another thirty three minutes. Uh, it was just a killer. Costello gets a free. 
Uh, Walsh gets a gets another score from a long kick in, another high ball in, he makes it nine eight. Frayne gets a score uh, to make it nine all, and then Frayne gets another one was a possible foul, I think it was, makes it ten nine. McGowan after a very very long passage of play puts them eleven nine ahead, and then Costo gets a goal, starts to run deep, drives right through, but we've missed goal chances either side as well. And uh, Kiki gets one taken off the line. He gets one where he's fouled, nearly decapitated for a possible penalty, and then somehow the referee gives a free out. Enough on that. We'll hear from that in one second. Um, and then Tom hits a rocket to the net, and then there's more drama at the end, where Sam does so well. He's always good in those situations. Hand pass the ball high in a, with the intention of I think it's Colin McKeever to palm it into the net. He, it goes too far and the keeper's forced to palm it kind of high overreaching over the crossbar with the on-rushing Colin McKeever McKeever puts enough pressure on to make him palm the ball out Now Sharkey's nearly there Leonard Gray is nearly there and just doesn't go in a look isn't there um, but amazingly Keoghan gets the ball to get a free out even though there's no free and you see Sam after he says what was the free for Crazy, crazy, crazy refereeing. But now we'll hear from that's the flow again. We'll hear from Colin O'Rourke, and to be fair to him, he's like he's always like that's why he was on the Sunday games. Brilliant man analysing the game, but um, you can just hear the relief oozing out of him. All right, coming in three to one interview with Colin O'Rourke, the manager. Colin, um, what's the major emotion? Is it one of relief or excitement, or you settled down just yet? I settled down all right. With ten minutes gone in the second half, I'd say you'd be thinking Mead were thirty-three to one shots. The playing badly, uh, much the better team. Total control of the game, four points up, and it looked pretty bad. But uh, the lads seemed to find something within themselves that we have been searching for, and which we were confident was there. And a lot of our young players, I think, stood up and performed really, really well in that last quarter of the game. So we're very happy with the the. The performance when we needed it most. Yeah, because it did. It did look bad. Um, I mean, Loud had a number of goal opportunities in that first half. It could have been further behind at half time, so it really was good. What was it that that lifted me for that revival in the second half? Well, we talked at half time about our young players that this was a, a time that they had to stand up and be counted. And we are very aware too, even with the relief and joy of winning, that it could have gone either way. Like, you know, Loud outplayed us for quite a period of the game. But uh, I think the satisfying thing from a <coughs> Mead point of view is that a lot of the old traditional qualities that we associate with Mead seem to come to the surface again. And I suppose we were again inspired by Donald Kogan at the back and then a lot of players came into the game who had been very quiet up to then and they they all seemed to really get going and we had a, a great patch sort of halfway through the second half and played good football and it was a great contest. That um, ability or that factor that you've mentioned about Mead's spirit, fighting spirit and the ability to come back, uh, you would have been involved in that the creation of that spirit, if you like, or the maintenance of it, certainly. Is it something that you've worked on with, with the lads? Have you, have you been mentioning it much? Yeah, we've talked about it quite a bit, and we talked about the fact that, you know, just because you're young doesn't mean you can't fight hard. If you're young, you can't be a leader. 
these are the sort of things and we're trying to bring out we are trying to develop players we think they have great character and character as players that when things are going wrong for them that they are able to do something about it and those were the sort of qualities we had hoped to engender in the squad and it seems to be working it's it's down to themselves now they have taken responsibility for it we are not saying that much to get on with it and it was great that even putting on three subs at the end who had never played for me before and they all made a contribution you're not worried about anything this evening really you want to relax in in, in the t- thoughts of a win but the number of the, the length of time that Loud dominated the game and the number of goal chances that they created they will be <coughs> a worry for you tomorrow morning we say oh they were a worry all during the game and then we're thinking of that now I suppose um, yeah that was a, a big problem like you know Loud will look back on the game, I'd say, and would think to themselves, we could have won it by seven or eight points if we had to take some of the goal chances. But again, at least we hung in, we hung in and we hung in, and uh, there's a lot of faults in our game. We still lack that little bit of experience and cuteness. We can't replace experience, but youthful enthusiasm makes up for a lot. Loud had a number of goal opportunities, as we said, but uh, Mead also had their share of goal opportunities and probably lack of experience in a couple of cases that denied the goals. Yeah, and early on in the game we had a load of bad misses for points when you know we had about five bad wides in the first 15 minutes when we were playing reasonably well and that seemed to sap the confidence of our players for quite a while and now then got very much on top at the end of the first half and there were certainly times when we were under siege but uh, there are things to work on it's easier to work on with the team when you're winning than if you're losing it would have been a right sort of uh, uh, it would have meant a, a real lack of confidence going into training this week now the lads won't they, they'll be looking forward to coming in and, and getting at it again so it, it does change the mood completely among the squad and it shows them too that if they stick out and stick out and keep trying to do the right thing, that sometimes it does come off. How mm. valuable is that win in terms of the collective morale of the team? Oh, it's a it's a huge boost. Like uh, when we played uh, for Manny here, <clears throat> I think I came in here and I said our dressing room was like a morgue. Everybody was so quiet and so disappointed. I took that as a good sign among the players that they weren't happy among themselves and they weren't happy with the way they played and they weren't happy with the result. So today now it's quite a different feeling in there. I think this will be significant boost to them because uh, there's nothing like having in your memory bank where you can look back and say, well, we've done it already, so why not do it again? Is it a bit early to be looking at the top of the table now? rather than uh, getting into contention there, uh, rather than looking at it in terms of the bottom. You've got games coming now, successive games against Kildare, Cavan and Cork in particular. Um, is, that a, is, that, is there a new target maybe? No, there's no new. The target is to win here against Kildare next Sunday. That's the only target we have. Uh, obviously, uh, we would love to have some of our players back, but it looks now as if we maybe will have no reinforcements uh, for the next three or four games so the lads in that dressing room now know that they have to dig out results themselves there's nobody coming to the rescue which in a way is a good thing Finally Colin you won't like to pick out players above other players or anything but huge contributions from some key players this afternoon Yeah well 
the first half you wouldn't pick out too many as going well and I think that was a great sign of the fact that they, they, they were able to turn it on when, when the things were going so wrong but of course you know, when things are going wrong for us, Donald Kogan is the sort of little boy with his finger in the dike, and he proved that again today on so many occasions, and right at the end as well. And it was wonderful for performance by Sean Coffey too, who came off the Sigerson. We lost two fellas uh, from the Sigerson. Uh, Aaron Lynch was able to come on, but he had a slight problem during Moriarty. So the good thing now, the Sigerson is over. Uh, the 11 or 12 fellas who are away all the time, they're now going to be back with us in training and it'll make things an awful lot easier for us. Colm, that patch you talked about, you were 9 points to 5 down, I think 40 minutes on the clock, scored 1-6 after that. That, that must be a, a huge illustration of the character that you talked about. Absolutely. Uh, you prefer not to be in a position where fellas had to display such character, but at least good thing about it was that when the gun was put to their head there was a response uh, like it looked at that stage we were rolling over pretty easily and uh, you know sometimes players look within themselves and they find something that they didn't even know that was there we thought we had it we thought we had players of character and uh, quality and we didn't worry too much about age and I'm glad to say it does appear as if we have those type of players. I suppose Matt Costello's goal would, would prove that as well. It was a spectacular finish and brilliant run. Brilliant run. And Matt had a poor enough first half by his standards. And he could have been a player to lack confidence. Instead of that, he took on the responsibility on a couple of occasions. And then the goal was a, just a fantastic effort altogether. But Matt is capable of that. Like he's, he's a player with a massive future, and I think he will get better. You threw in Danny Dixon and Brian O'Halloran for debutants as well, leagues. Uh, they made a significant impression as well on it. Yes, and Adam McDonald, he came on as well. So three fellas, another three played their first league match. Now, it's not part of a policy that we're trying to throw in rookies. It's just the way things have turned out in terms of the team. We are short of... Uh, I don't know, it's whatever, seven or eight now from that Talshin win. We'd love to have Ronan Ryan and Parry Carnan and Conor Gray, who's unfortunately laid up in hospital, and I, I hope he, he gets out quickly. And Jordy Morris, you know, these are the sort of players in James McEntee to add a little bit of experience to it. But we're not going to have those in the short term. So with every crisis there's opportunity and uh, in fairness to those three lads who came on today they, they showed why they're there No Jack Flynn today has has he stepped away? Yeah Jack Flynn stepped away he he was playing Sigerson he was playing County he's doing a Masters he was under pressure doing getting assignments in and he felt it. he just wasn't playing well too and he decided that he'd step away for a while get things sorted out but you're, hopefully he'll be back with us Colin was it a case after 44 minutes or 45 minutes that you just throw caution to the wind and go a little bit gung-ho on it shouldn't 9-5 down or was it stick to the plan and improve no we just it, it, what happened is we did push up right on them and we started to engage them much higher up the field and we started to get good turnovers and every turnover that we got seemed to give us a bit of oxygen and a bit of energy and they got a little bit uh, disorganised at that stage as well and they you know, they were p- playing the ball around very easily instead of that they started to carry into contact like we were doing in the first half we started to turn them over so they seemed to run out of ideas then for about 15 minutes and we took over completely 
Did playing mm. against the wind nearly suit your style a little bit more, and that you're a bit more patient in the build up and you know one six against the wind as opposed to four or five with it, and it tells its own story. But uh, does playing against the wind suit the style that you're looking for? I don't think so. Like you know, we had a lot of good chances the first half, and we should have had. Uh, we should could have had up to ten points really with the amount of scoring chances. So I don't think it matters that much. Uh, I think uh, the fact that we were behind, I suppose, there's a sea change of attitude with players on the field in those sorts of circumstances. Loud probably started to play it a bit safer, played over and back, whereas when they were going at us the first half, they were creating holes in us, and they by playing over and back allowed us a chance to to. To, to create turnovers. I think that was the big thing. So <clears throat> I don't think our style matters that much one way or the other. Great. Count, count the, <coughs> the five lads you mentioned there the, with the injuries, they won't be back for the rest of the league probably, will they? Uh, I don't think we'll have any any of them probably for the league. We'll be looking for them for the Leinster Championship. Okay. And Conor Gray is be very unlucky then. What is this? Conor Gray has now uh, contracted pneumonia and he was pretty ill during the week and he had to have an operation in Vincent's during the week and he's quite ill at the moment and he, I don't know when he'll be out. He's, he's not in the best of shape at the moment and hopefully he'll be out but he'll be in hospital at least for another week. Okay. That's two midfielders, I suppose. Between himself yeah. yeah, two midfielders gone. Uh, Keen McBride today again improved he he he's getting the hang of it and uh, he'll get better hopefully we'll have plenty of competition around the middle of the field in another two months but we need to struggle on for that time thanks Colin yeah that's Colin and there's nothing worse when you kind of know that we've let them off the hook and uh, they're saying that about also me Larry will be unhappy with that and uh, yeah we were because I was an absolute sickener of a loss absolute sickener of a loss um, as well but before I get into the talking points I have a chat with Darren Farrell from RT he was there with him O'Hara you might have heard him on the radio if you're passing up and down uh, or you've listened to the game on RT and on LMFM. Shame on you if you were. But yeah, Darren gives his insight as an objective observer. It's just a few interesting things that will be highlighted in the talk points, but just good to listen to beforehand. Right, here we go. Here's Darren. Well, this is over there in the goal, oh, dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, the seagulls are among us here in Park Talton. Um, I suppose I'll have you on to have an outsider's view on things, totally objective of course, but Loud possibly should have won that game They're on a biased podcast, I know, but mm. goal chance to side. what was your summation of the game? I think this is one they got away, Dan, honestly, really do. First half, do you know what, seven minutes into yeah. the second half, I could not see anyone else winning this game only Loud. I don't know what happened. Yeah. They just, I, I, did they stop playing or do you give more credit to Mead? To me, I and mean, in one of the talking points I have, uh, it's a combination of both. Where Loud kind of sat back and kind of dilly-dallied. You've seen Sam on both sidelines slips over, gives them a chance to punish. Like, Mead did punish us, and on top of that, they did press us a lot more aggressively. They probably had... Loud probably had their best spell now too early in the second half, and... 
it left me the door open for me to roar back into it on the back of the home crowd to build that momentum and I think we couldn't break that could you could you see that with Loud could you feel that inevitability that missing those goal chances were going to catch up with them yeah well, I'm going to be honest with you I actually saw Loud a good bit last year yeah, and yeah. and even this this is my first time seeing them this yeah, year that was what I was going to ask you yeah, it, yeah. but, but the, the, I noticed and I think the, the work that Mickey Hart and his team you can really see it in them like in terms of physical conditioning yeah. you know they, they looked far more physical than Meath and you know they were one up at the break I think weren't yeah, they were, yeah, but they, they could have been five up because they had two great goal chances and I think they were bad yeah. conversions really they were straight at the keeper so they could have been nearly out of sight at half time and then when the start of the second half came you know I think he got two or three in the bounce and, and then I think Meath are in big trouble here they're in big trouble and I, I don't know you know sometimes maybe when you, you, you the game is going so well for you and I, did they kind of just kind of nearly I, I don't know whether it was one or two things. Yeah. They either saw that you know we have this now and Point they just stopped playing, fever, like, yeah. or, or maybe geez, this is going too easy. And, and then, and I think on the other side of it, then for me anyway, watching on, and I don't think it was any tactical genius done by me. I think yeah. they just took the shackles off and went, "We're going for this." You know, yeah. is is there a contrast in how Loud set up? Because I was going to ask you if you were seen Loud play last year a couple of times. Mm. Although we're playing a little bit more um, expansive, we're a little bit more looser. Yeah. Like would it, would it, would we have? Like we didn't lose that game last season. Is it, do you see any glare? Maybe, co- but uh, contrast. But, but but you know what I notice going forward. There's a bit more about you. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you're having to rob Peter to pay for Paul yeah. a little bit. Like yeah, that's my that, yeah. my view of it. You know, but but I in the first half, like uh, say offensively. Like loud looked like they had a great attack, whereas Meath were just looked a bit. They didn't have that edge, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I, I think for Jer Brennan and his management team, I think they look back. I actually spoke to him outside there after the game, and I, I think he was a bit shocked. He didn't know what he wasn't able to put his finger on yeah. what happened, and I don't think yeah. any of us can no, either. No, you can talk about video analysis and looking through looking yeah. through the tape, and I just think it might be just down to. You know, Meath's just going. We've nothing to lose here. Let's go for this, and riding their luck a bit as well. Yeah. Because I think I think you guys had a big shot for a penalty. Massive shot. I think Are that was sandwich? a penalty. I actually yeah. said it in the commentary on yeah. RT. I said that's a penalty. Yeah. And didn't give it. Look at he had a better look at a view. I'm not going to criticise the referee. I thought he had a good game. Uh, maybe he just saw it differently to us. He was close to the action, and then you know even. There was. It must have been a half an hour. Lau didn't score in the game because yeah. there was a lot of injury time, and then they get back in with, with the goal by um, it was Jackson, wasn't Tom, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and then I think it was Don Kyogen took a ball off the line. Thirty seconds later, that yeah. could have won it. Yeah, yeah. So I think Mead got a bit of luck. Yeah, I think and I think they were they were kind of building because as a loud fan myself coming over, would, people would say pessimistic. This would have been our sixth time in a row beating Mead and Nav, and mm. get, being unbeaten in Nav, and there was one draw in between. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was there an Cup match in there as well? Yeah, there was three yeah. O'Borns and then two yeah. league. But I kind of felt that Mead were, there was a bit of focus in me today and it kind of came out in Laird being a little bit more loose around the edges and unravelling. So I'm glad you taught that too. Darren, thanks very much for coming and on. Honestly, I'll still listen great. to you on Monday morning. Yeah, no, and do you know what I'm going to say to you? I, I, and I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm on here with you, right? But... Um, I love the colour and excitement Loud brought to the championship last year. Yeah, yeah. It was great having you guys back competing at the at the top level. Cheers. And even today, big, 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 big number, band, big, big number here. here yeah. This is a league match, and I know it was local rivals and all that, but 
I, I just think Loud brings something special to it and uh, I, it was probably a blow that um, you know Mickey Mickey stepped away after all the progress that you've made but uh, like I think there's some good guys in the line there so I'd be optimistic Hopefully, you know yeah. big match next week though this is the thing <laughs> and we'll be taking on Cocky Cav and now they're coming to RD we've massive we've been, have you been to RD yet no I haven't no no you haven't yeah. you should get yourself out there no, I have to, yeah, 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 no yeah. you're well looked after <laughs> I well looked after. I bet thanks Darren thank you thanks for that here and ever let's get into them talk about number one and it's this was this was flagged early on in the week. The referee. It needed to like I was hoping oh, I wouldn't come down to fluky decision or a crazy decision or just a red card. Um but it just turned out he wasn't big enough for the game. Um he just wasn't he wasn't making the big calls he was going with with the kind of noise, he was. There's a couple of decisions didn't go our way. Um, I know. Well, Tom Jackson took a lot of steps for his goal, but even that, the game was over at that stage. But then, for me too, if we go back into that game and get a result out of it, me to be like, so he took about eight steps for his goal. Um, a couple of mini decisions, but just some that dissuade it, and it just came down to that, and it kind of just. It was, what was, it was just the whole feeling what I was feeling all week, but um, yeah, that that is the the royal tumble. That's your 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 talking points podcast. I'll have more this week. Luckily, we can focus straight on to Calvin now. I've Jody Clark coming on, former Calvin player, uncle of Killian Clark's. Um, he'll he'll go through the team with me. I'll be picking my team to take on Calvin as well. And I'll be I'm reacting to Galligan and Jerry's teams during the week as well. So plenty on it. I might, I should do. No, I will try and get the Up 20 podcast out this week as well. And look, if we can only boost on and power on and see what's happening because um, they showed resilience throughout. They showed they're a really tight team. Um, just again, another moral victory where we, we bow out losing by two points with loads of goal chances it's just oh it's just a tumble rumble royal tumble to be honest okay so that's your talking points thanks very much for um, listening please sign up for the rest of the talking points um, coverage brought to you by Specsavers in Drogheda um, yeah it'll take a while to get over this one um, one nine one eleven loss